0: Okay, I did not see any of that coming, any of that. Welcome to Beyond Geek By Night, where we've been discussing each episode of the Geek By Night podcast leading up to the series finale. On today's show, we will be discussing the 32nd episode, Genius Boy. So stock up on Kleenex, because we're all tired of using coffee filters. We're about to go Beyond Geek By Night. I am your host, Matt Bennett. And here is our awesome panel. I'm joined today by writer and creator, Scott Corelli. Hi. Writer and executive producer, Nick Jimenez. Hello. Voice of Mindy Gibson, Morgan Spencer. Hey. And director of this episode, as well as voice of Gwen Allen, Ray Russo. Hello. In this episode, Genius Boy, we begin with Mindy investigating the monorail incident. She soon finds out that the Devil's Advocates carried it out under the instruction of someone by the username Genius Boy. She grows suspicious of Simon as the team meets with Leo Dobbs, the publicist, and they adopt their new public superhero identities. Meanwhile, Max Carmichael is ousted by his former peppermint patty, Billy. After getting a pep talk from his mom, Max decides to bravely pursue forgiveness. Billy celebrates as the verdict comes down on Lorelei Swift. Guilty. Not only is she going to prison, she'll be held in the very cells that she designed, and Billy gets the last word in their feud as she is locked away. Back at Underdog Comics, the gang is stunned after watching their friend taken away to prison. Just then, Max Carmichael arrives and declares that he wants to join the underdogs in their struggle against Dr. William Medina. Well done, as always. (laughs) This was a really, really great episode. You know, last week when we were talking about the plans for season two and seeing that arc and how there's just kind of so much that happens each episode, I think we're really feeling that for this. You know, there's so many storylines between, you know, catching up with Max for the first time this season, all the way to everything that happens with uh, Simon, which I'm sure we will dive deep into. So... I got to ask about our our big return in this episode of of Max Carmichael. So for Nick and Scott, why did you wait until the second episode to bring Max in?
1: That was a, that was a decision by me that happened in post actually, because uh, these two episodes were originally one script. Uh, They were the Mm -hmm. premiere and it was way too long. Uh, And so we, we chopped it in half and, uh, at first the scene with max in monopoly comics was in the previous episode and it just felt weird to have like just one max scene and we realized that if we moved it to the second episode um it would feel it would give him a little a little bit of an arc uh leading up to him declaring that that he wants to be an underdog and uh and so we we just think that uh for pacing reasons and just for story flow it worked better Genius boy than it did um, than having the scene split up across the two episodes.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, it's good to have Max back. And um, you know, the, one of the big scenes that we see him in is the conversation between him and his mom, who we were introduced to in this episode. Um, so my question for Ray, who directed this episode mm-hmm. is uh, what was it like directing a character like Max's mom, who we don't know yet. And, is very integral to the story. And you kind of have to um, introduce them at the same time as uh, carrying out the scene.
2: I absolutely loved directing Max's mom. She was so colorful and delightful and just like so different <laughs> from everything. I don't know. I, I was delighted by her. <laughs> Part of it was just like considering was like, okay, what kind of woman would raise the boy who turns out to be, who grows up to be Max and just sort of <laughs> taking into account, like, it definitely is sort of like over coddling
0: the beans and weenies and
2: the beans and weenies
1: <laughs> doting um, for sure. Very. Doting yes, like, oh
0: yes.
2: It's a, he can do no wrong. And when he does go wrong, it's okay. You know, um, <laughs> He, Maxi he never... pad.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Very <laughs> embarrassing. Oh, my God. Um, and he didn't find out what that meant until last Christmas. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> That's one of the funniest jokes Nick's ever written.
2: Yeah, it's so, I good. Love oh. it. <laughs> it's and so good.
4: I And I consistently think that it was yours.
1: Because yeah. I'm always like,
4: oh, yeah, it was a really good joke of Scott's.
1: <laughs> yeah no no <laughs> you wrote it but you wrote it in like because this this we've been writing a version of this scene for like three years now mm-hmm. really um, it, yeah yeah uh uh because
4: we've we this uh, was gonna be in like another life and like every iteration of the finale there was always or premiere this was always going to be like a big scene was him meeting his mom and having his like down on his dumps moment
1: yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and and so uh every every time every time we've written that scene uh, uh, Nick has put that joke in or he put it in the first time and then I've carried it through to each draft and, but it's been so long that he just keeps forgetting that he's the one that wrote it but he definitely did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah I just wanted to like have this scene that felt very like loving but at the same time completely dysfunctional
0: because it's, it's kind of inspiring the little speech we get but That's true. It kind of has to be a certain type of person.
2: Uh, You just hear all these snippets about his family and you know, (laughs) one of them can't drive for another year and just like all these like strange little things that just make you go like what happened to him growing up? Where did this guy
0: come from? (laughs) Scott and Nick, um, where did the concept of of Max's mom come from? Is this, uh, you know, do you kind of have the starting point of Max or were you really trying to think of like this you know this new character from the ground up
1: well there was a line last season where billy was explaining the origin of 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 the max carmichael that we know um where he said that he was uh uh kind of like a loser living with his mother and so we hmm. knew that when max was down on his dumps he would return home to his mother at some point and then we just thought well what kind of mother would raise someone who would turn into max and i was like and i i i think i came up with the idea that she would be like a like a jewish or italian like mother from like new york and just like very doting very like oh don't worry you could never do anything wrong my angel you know that kind of vibe um and i think we i recently seen the movie the meddler and (laughs) uh uh is that susan sarandon in that yes yeah yeah susan sarandon plays a character that's very similar it's to max carmichael east mom. coast doting mother yeah yeah um <laughs> overbearing a little bit mm-hmm. um but max doesn't seem to mind versus the character in that movie but yeah <laughs> and it kind of you know like max
4: is a character who likes things the easy way and mm-hmm. or is kind of not used to things being hard or taking a mm-hmm. lot of effort and we can kind of see that that's you know, been for better or worse. His upbringing is that he, he hasn't really had like a lot of challenge and strife even before the superpowers and yeah. And, and, uh, and I think we always had a lot of fun writing. Anytime we kind of get to write a character who's who has a really different speech or worldview as the underdogs it's always like a lot of fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) perspective
0: yeah so let's um shift gears a little bit and talk about mindy she's had two very big episodes here and i definitely want to hear from morgan about um you know mindy's story in these last two episodes and what it's going to be like the rest of the season uh but i gotta ask you first morgan Mm -hmm. what did you think when you were reading the big reveal at the end of the episode about simon and you know him Using this, this double and being sick and, you know, I, we kind of led up to it for a couple episodes, but when it finally happened, I remember just like looking over at Chelsea next to me with my mouth hanging open because I couldn't believe it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, my, my like heart dropped to my butt. Like it was just <laughs> I love I love Simon so Mindy loves Simon so much.
1: Definitely not you. Just Mindy. Just just
3: Mindy. <laughs> uh, Morgan also loves Simon so much. <laughs> uh it's like scary and she's already freaked out, you know? It's just like already like what's going on, what's going on. Um and then at the end, whenever you figure out what's going of this episode, I guess I should say, whenever uh the big reveal happens of robot Simon and wheelchair Simon, like that's scary and devastating. And like, what the hell is going on? You know? So I don't know. Just same Matt, like (laughs) jaw dropping. Just what? Okay. What? Like what next? Like, all right. Way to just throw it at me like that. I had no idea that was coming when I had first read it, like had no clue that that was going to be a thing. So that's, what's so cool about it.
0: How do you feel about Mindy's arc this season? Um you know as we're recording this now you've uh read and recorded at least a few episodes ahead of where we are mm-hmm. um so you've got some more information than we do mm-hmm. uh but uh how do you feel about where where she's going here at the end of the series
3: I love it I feel like she's like growing she's growing so much as she should be um she I think is really finding herself I think she really struggled with like not knowing where she fit in or who she was. And I think she's finally like finding her groove and her place in the world and having a lot of confidence like within herself and who she is. I'm just so happy for her. It feels so good. (laughs) It feels like she's in the right place at all times. I don't know. She's really trying to do the right thing. I don't know. I love her. She's so cool. She's so cool. Like I wish I could be as cool as Mindy. It's so fun to voice Mindy because I'm like, (laughs) Dang, like, I wish I could be this cool. I'm not this cool. How does she get to be this cool? Oh, yeah, because Scott and Nick wrote her. That's why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Another thing we got with Mindy in this episode is we now have the name of her superhero identity in Sucker mm-hmm. Punch. What do you think about the name? Now that the, the big reveal.
3: I actually don't hate it. <laughs> 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 uh, I love it. It's so fun. All the, I think all the names are super great. I love her name, it's so fun. It's so fitting.
0: Yeah, I, I really love the names that got chosen. Um just to go through the list here. Uh Gibson is Hypersense, Gretchen is Time Zone, Simon is IQ, and Mindy is obviously Sucker Punch, Elliot is mood board, and Gwen is sublet. Um so Scott and Nick, uh how long have you had these names in your head?
4: It varies. It, uh, Hmm. so I I think IQ may be the oldest.
1: That's, I I think that's the only OG name.
4: IQ is an OG
1: name that was, that Scott just had. Like, it's perfect. Right. Uh, Uh, the, the, the original Elliot was, uh, was a chick magnet, which is where that joke comes from. (laughs) Um, and original Gwen was Marionette. And the joke there was that it doesn't make any sense because she would be the puppeteer <laughs> not the puppet. Um and I forget who else oh, G- Gibson's, G- Gibson's always the trickiest. Yeah, G- Gibson's was sensory overload, sensory overload. Yeah. Hmm. Um so they were they were a little they were a little like uh cheesier and cheekier in the other version and so I wanted to I wanted to take it a little more seriously this time. Uh Mindy never had a name. That was the joke. She knew what her name was, but she never told anybody. Um hey, Jean Gray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well she's Marvel Girl everyone knows that everyone calls her that everyone calls her Marvel Girl Um, but uh, uh, yeah so that's uh, so it was nice to revisit everybody and come up with their come up with their names again I was especially proud of Gwen's name uh, which took the longest I think to figure out because her powers are so specific Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I wanted I wanted one that actually made sense with her powers Mm -hmm. so Sublet.
2: her her power set is like truly unique it's definitely mm-hmm. not one you see it ever
0: <laughs> it almost works better in in the audio format to hear like the duplicated voices uh with Gwen's mm-hmm. powers than you know it, it's almost like it wouldn't even work in another medium we
4: hope so uh what, what one of my fa one of my favorite scenes in this whole episode is uh Gwen. Trying to like like describe her powers to the crowd of people <laughs> and just bombing. Mm-hmm. Ray Ray is just so amazing in that scene and just with the effect of the microphone, just because you can imagine the townspeople like, what is she talking
1: about? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's horrifying. She can do what?
0: <laughs> so uh Ray really pulling double duty with this episode being uh Gwen, the the leader of the underdogs and then as well as directing, what was the most Challenging section of this episode to direct. We we talk a lot about how fun it is to direct and and the process mm-hmm. and things like that. I I'm just generally curious about what the most challenging part is because as as a listener, I don't I don't think about that as much. It just blends all together, and um, I assume that some parts are way more behind the scenes mm-hmm. than we think.
2: The really really big group scenes are probably the most challenging. When it's two characters mm-hmm. just talking to each other, I'm just working with two tracks. And I can switch back and forth really easily when I'm listening to each of the takes and deciding which one I'm going to use. But when you have seven, eight, nine people in a scene, it becomes a a real like balancing act. And it's just it's it's very time consuming, but very rewarding. And this episode, it was definitely all the scenes in Leo's office were the challenge. Oh, yeah. He is so fun. That character is so fun. I Excellent. was bursting out laughing like every Dream. time I like he is so good. Dream's yeah, perfect. Billy
0: McCartney rules.
3: Yeah, he really does.
0: Like his his partner's an astronaut who's in space, and <laughs> I just love it.
3: Yeah, we don't. We're not sure he's. Brief. I, I need know to know: husband. is is the husband real? Is the husband real? I d- I don't. Yeah, we're not sure. Jury's still out on that one. Believe
0: both ways. <laughs> So, uh, I think we gotta come and talk about the 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 big plot twist here at the end of the episode with Simon revealing that uh not only has he been using a robot Simon he is wheelchair bound and is dying um I've not listened to uh any of the previous episodes after listening to this one because we're we're really trying to catch these when they're fresh um are there clues to this previously in the series like? If I go back, am I gonna be? Are something's gonna make sense now?
4: It, it, it kind of, to me, it kind of starts at the. If you go back and watch the Christmas episode or listen to the Christmas episode,
1: well, it goes back further than that because it starts in uh, Friends and Enemies when uh, Simon wakes up in the morning and Atlas tells him oh, sure, that yeah. if he keeps going at the rate that he's going. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. His body is, is deteriorating. Um so that's that's the that that's sort of the first the, hint of it coming.
0: I'm just worried about Simon, so I want to like get some more information and be he, consoled he
4: about this. He just
0: doesn't know when to switch off. <laughs> it's true. He goes to ham all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> for those listening on the podcast feed, we are actually recording this Beyond Geek by Night episode live, and we are planning on doing so for for the rest of the season which means that we have the opportunity to uh, ask questions from people in the Discord or Patreon subscribers or anything like that and just be uh, a little more interactive. So we have a question from uh, Chelsea Kern, Mm -hmm. who is the voice of Gretchen West, as well as a director and casting director. And uh, she says, this is for everybody. What has been your favorite
1: episode so far?
3: The new normal for me,
1: because you got to stop a train?
3: It was just so badass. Like, yes, <laughs> it was just so, it felt so powerful. Had to really use your powers. Yeah, it felt one. powerful yeah. for me. And it just felt so fun to, like, be back at it with everybody. And I don't know, it was just so fun. Like, I literally had the best time. I can't tell you how good of a time I had in my childhood closet, just recording by myself for hours. <laughs> just
0: It was just so fun. Uh, what about you, Ray?
3: probably ghost story
2: because i feel Mm -hmm. like that episode it feels big and it feels it's also spooky it's halloween Mm -hmm. (laughs) Halloween halloweeny and (laughs) i like halloween (laughs) Um, (laughs) put a halloween episode in front of me and i will probably love it so but um i also i just think mm, nathan is fascinating and diabolical
0: And I assume we have more Nathan to see, because we we got a little bit of him in the last episode. Um, Mm -hmm. So I can only hope that uh, he's going to appear again at some point in the near future. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, If we're we're staying on the topic of Halloween, we have another question from the gallery for Morgan and Ray. Are you going to dress up as your character for Halloween?
3: Um hell yeah you know what now i am i am totally gonna dress up as men and i'm gonna post that shit on instagram and it's gonna be good
2: i was just like i hadn't thought about it yet but then i'm like oh my god yes and oh my god i'm gonna put this on my cosplay tiktok yes there are so many good audios i can think of to use with Gwen. Oh, this is brilliant <laughs> that's great
0: That could be really fun. That would
3: be so fun.
0: So, uh, for for Scott and Nick, I want to ask the same question. Uh, Nick, I know you're you're the voice of Billy, but both of you are much more behind the scenes with this show and writing the episodes. Um, Given the choice, I guess we do have a choice. No one's telling us what to do. Um, Who would you dress up as for Halloween from the show? Uh,
1: That feels weird. That feels like wearing the. the... (laughs) like dressing up as one of your kids. Yeah, (laughs) just (laughs) one. Yeah. Like Like, Kids a child. (laughs)
4: Yeah. <laughs> I dressed up as my hero. <laughs>
1: uh,
4: oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That feels <laughs> cool. um, Billy is just me at a wedding.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> you, that, you talk like that at weddings too. No, like the costume. <laughs> you're just, you're
3: like... I well, I was obsessed with Billy in this episode. Like, holy shit, he
0: had a busy day. Yeah, the <laughs> manic like. Cause he's got everything under control, yeah. but it feels like he doesn't. Like he just feels like he's right on the edge. Yeah. But he obviously mm-hmm. has this big plan. Sure. Well, everything's held on
4: such like a house of cards right now, and Billy's just just operating very recklessly. Uh like in the first ep- in the in the first episode, we saw him like really not communicating with Charlie. And in this scene, we see him executing a plan that he's had in motion for a long time, which is putting Lorelai away, but then also having, like, a weird run-in with his ex. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Where, like, oh, I didn't know you were going to be here. I was, like, moving some clothes out. And, like, oh, well, like, I didn't know you were still living here, you know?
2: Okay, so I got to say, because that was originally in the new normal, when I first listened to Genius Boy and I heard that scene towards the beginning, I'm like, oh, shit. Did I do something wrong? Did I miss something?
4: This was not something I
2: directed. <laughs>
3: what?
4: <laughs> it
2: was like a Whoops. minor panic attack.
1: That's how Marvel yeah. directors feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full <laughs> full full credit to uh to, to Chelsea Kern for directing that particular scene. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Uh but uh these things happen behind the scenes.
4: Yeah, it was kind of like a late in the game storytelling choice. I think yeah. flows really well. Like uh, Scott even oh, found there's great. that there's that yeah, there's that moment in New Normal where uh, he's like, Hey, sorry guys, I'm late. I was t- t- taking care of some unfinished business. In the old version, he was talking about that scene with Max. Mm-hmm. And hmm. so we just we just found this like, oh, it's still work. Now he was talking about the overachievers. And right. so it just
1: kind of slid in really easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Post production <laughs> is the final draft. <laughs> Uh, do, does
0: that happen a lot? Like, do you find yourself kind of like, like rearranging scenes or um, is it really like a challenge that comes with having sort of these, these two part scripts? Uh, that was irregular.
1: No. Well, yeah, it was, but I, I was doing it a little bit with the, with the re-releases that we did this year um, where what? we, we took everything down to four parts in order to make that work. I had to rearrange some scenes sometimes. Um, and uh, uh, just to like, just so that certain episodes weren't so much more heavily weighted than other episodes um in terms of like time and number of scenes. So there was a there was a little bit of rearranging that I had to do in that at that point.
0: Uh we have another question here, I uh, assume for Scott and Nick. Have you ever thought about doing a deleted scenes episode or a blooper reel? <laughs> <sighs> I'll tell you what. So, uh, I was
4: so I, I was directing Supermax, the next episode, and like yeah, like like Ray said, there's sometimes you get these delightful bits of the actors talking to themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Naomi Wong, the whole time she records her line, she kind of stays in character as Lorelai. So she's still doing the dialect. And that's always fun to listen to her flubs because it's like <laughs> listening to Lorelai. <laughs> uh, but then I always delete them to make the files shorter and easier to move around. And <laughs> like I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't keep the funny things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would take a lot of effort. Probably.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we did a blooper reel on the original show. The only reason that it existed is because I didn't edit it. Uh, <laughs> someone, we, uh, a, a listener, uh, a brave listener to the original show um, uh, volunteered to make a blooper reel for us and painstakingly <laughs> went through every single recording wow. ever in the history of the show and created a blooper reel. Um, And it's one of the most insane things that any listener to any podcast that I've ever been a part of has done. So thanks, Chelsea. Um, But uh, the short answer (laughs) is uh, no, no, that's not going to happen because uh, who has time for that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, before I ask for uh, closing thoughts from anybody here, I want to point out uh, two of my absolute favorite parts of the episode. The first one is uh, Mindy saying that she's not wearing hockey pads, which is, Probably my favorite <laughs> secret quote of the season uh, from The Dark Knight, and then uh, <laughs> today I was listening to the episode for the second or third time, and uh, the part where Max is walking away from Billy and says, Ugh, "I hate you." Yeah, I, I I just like listened to that on repeat. I just did like fifteen seconds back and just listened to it like five times. Tofty with that voice is just uh, unbelievable. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> there is there is some a grade tofty between this episode and next week's episode yes. um next week's episode is just like it, it's it's mind numbingly good tofty as max i mean it's it's so good <laughs> i'm really oh, excited yeah. there's some there's more coming of him uh down the down the line but uh there's some really good stuff next week
0: so yeah, uh, does anybody else have any uh, closing thoughts on Genius Boy?
4: No, just uh, I'm really, kind of, kind of like Morgan said, I'm really proud of Mindy. Uh, just kind of watching, or, or listening to the kind of two episode arc this has. I don't know. We had a lot of fun planning that out and sort of the idea of her being on a different wavelength of the other team and kind of feeling some growing pains and some quarter life crisis stuff. That was really fun to write. Um, I was really cool writing Anita Chen uh, I think she was terrific in this episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I wanted to give uh, I wanted to give a, a shout out to to Susie um who voices Anita Chen because um she uh, uh needed to be written out of the show. Um well she needed to leave the show. She couldn't she couldn't keep going on the show. And um uh but she allow she gave us the opportunity to write the character out rather than just having her disappear um awesome. and talk about her uh, uh, like off, off camera, you know, be like, Oh yeah, remember yeah. Anita? She left town six months ago. Yeah. I was grateful for Susie because Susie is a uh, very successful, uh, uh, professional voiceover, uh, artist now. I think she's playing like the lead in a video, upcoming video game or something That's like so that. Cool. Um, wow. so like, yeah, so it's like, it's, it, she's, she's, you know, she's major and the fact that she, uh, allowed us to write her out. Um was uh, uh, a big relief, and so I, I I'm really indebted to her for allowing us to do that.
4: Yeah, and I'm really proud of how it turned out. To mm-hmm. like, you know, as much as it was painful, like, or you know, it's like seeing Anita leave the show because we had such exciting plans for the season. Her. Going off on her own and doing her own thing ended up resonating with what Mindy's going through in such a cool mm-hmm. way. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that I think just kind of we had a lot of fun really throwing Mindy and Lorelei in particular off their axis in this episode. Mm-hmm. Lorelei obviously in a in a major way, mm-hmm. but it came from a place of like all three of us, me, Scott, and cast, love these characters so much, and we wanted to challenge them mm-hmm. and kind of throw them off because they're characters that are so confident, and we wanted to see them really get tested in ways that they hadn't before.
1: Yeah. This this season is all about giving them their greatest challenge and, and making them really come to terms with the decisions they've made in their lives up to this point. So hmm. um, here's a uh, chill, here, chill episode. Yeah, super chill. Super, super chill.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hard to believe we still have eight episodes left in this season. Mm-hmm. I feel like
1: so much has happened in the last two
0: that we get that four more times. Yeah. Just wild. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right. Uh, oh, I, I would say really liked, uh, I really liked I really yeah. liked Simon the robot Simon shutdown noise Scott. I thought it was really cool.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: Sorry. I want to say thanks again to my guests uh, Scott, Nick, Morgan, Ray for joining me today. And as always, thank you to all of you, the fans, the underdogs, for listening today. Some of you listening live, which is very cool. Yeah. If you'd like to support the show. Please join the Dueling Genre Patreon at DuelingGenre.com slash support. You'll also get access to classic Geek by Night episodes, scripts, and other behind-the-scenes materials, as well as bonus content from some of your favorite Dueling Genre shows. You can also tell your friends and families and followers to subscribe to Geek by Night wherever you're listening to this right now. And stay tuned for the next episode out on November 1st, Supermax. Which, surprisingly, I am just realizing now having this conversation has two meanings. Um, yep. <laughs> and very excited for that. Thanks, everybody, for going beyond Geek by Night with us. Have a super
3: day.